Okay, I'm. Let's see. I'm going through my email here. I have put Super Bowl into the search bar. Uh, let's see. Angry Birds score a touchdown at Super Bowl Fifty Two. It's the Sunday afternoon before the Super Bowl, and I'm going through my email. I'm looking for something in particular. I'm looking for any reference to Super Bowl Fifty Two. Okay, I, I wonder if there's going to be a commercial. No, that that the, the the ding in there means the word commercial was not in this email. Control F, you are my friend. Over the last couple of years, I've received a handful of pitches about game-related Super Bowl commercials ahead of the big game. With few exceptions, these ads are almost always for mobile games. This year, I'm not seeing anything at all. All right, uh, celebrate Super Bowl 52 with Xbox. This morning, Xbox announced a special Xbox Live Sessions. Edition featuring Rob Gronkowski. So, okay, so there's lots of Super Bowl promotions, but I'm not seeing anybody anybody talking about NFL commercials. Let's see. Yeah. You don't want to miss your chance for a free pizza, Papa John's. I'll pass. In a couple of hours, the game will start, and we'll know for sure if a gaming ad did end up running during one of the breaks. But today, I'm going to talk about why that's unlikely. Welcome. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb, and this is a special episode of the Games Beat Decides podcast, where I'm going to explain why we don't see ads for blockbuster video games during the Super Bowl. While you will see plenty of ads for the Amazon Echo, Budweiser, and even Coke Industries, you are much less likely to see an ad for Mario, Monster Hunter, or even Call of Duty. Why is that? Well, it comes down to a couple of factors, including dynamics of the audience and the calendar. But first, let's talk about why any company actually would spend money on one of these ads. In every challenge, there are two rivals. Belief and doubt. The critics said we don't have what it takes. Belief is outnumbered. How can we perform this cyclization in one step? But not outsmarted. And when the score is settled, belief rises to the top. You did it! Of that, we at Coke Industries have no doubt. That was the challenge accepted ad for Coke Industries, the large conglomerate owned by the Coke brothers. Uh, they paid about $5 million uh, for the 30-second spot that that will air during. Uh, that's on top of $1 million estimated uh, of production cost. That's a lot of money. And in an era of social media and influencers, is a Super Bowl ad still worth that premium price? The simple answer? Yes. It turns out absolutely it's worth that price. So the Super Bowl can actually thank social media and influencers for maintaining the value of its ad time. You may have noticed that Super Bowl ads don't necessarily debut during the Super Bowl anymore. Companies will premiere them weeks ahead of time on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram with teasers or even the full commercial. That's right, we're getting trailers for ads now. Paramount, for example, has launched a teaser for its Mission Impossible 6 Fallout starring Tom Cruise. That trailer will air during the Super Bowl, but Paramount has spent the last couple of weeks building up to the event itself, and the idea here is that people will know it's coming and get excited for it. 
That, that concept translates even to full ads that debut on YouTube ahead of time. Here's independent commercial producer CEO Matt Miller during an interview on Fox Business. Two-thirds of the ads were released ahead of time, which is a total reversal from the way we used to cloud them in secrecy for, for uh, so long. But I think what people realize is the investment is so big, chatter is so big, and what they're really trying to do these days is not get your attention for 30 seconds, but have an integrated campaign where they lead up to it with either teasers, pre-releases, premieres on morning shows, however they can get it out there and get the initial attention. What they're really doing is saying, we have this massive audience of people watching the, the Super Bowl ads. If we can get 10 million people seeing this, which would be a, a home run, yeah. we actually have ambassadors in the room, right? So, you know, the, there's a big party, 30 people, and someone says, oh, I've seen this before. Everyone be quiet. Let's, this is really funny. And they actually pull people in that way and actually have people who are out there, you know, hawking their idea, hopefully for good. Yeah. Of course, building up buzz online doesn't require the Super Bowl. You could theoretically release a commercial online during this time and call it a big game ad without having to spend $5 million on 30 seconds of airtime. But it turns out that that $5 million is probably still worth it. Look, I mean, the idea of live television ha and having that many viewers. I mean, last year we had over 114 million viewers, the largest TV audience that we've, uh, we've basically ever had. Um, and it's so unique. Right now, only 10 poll events, the Super Bowl, the Olympics, some of the award shows are the only things drawing those live um, conversations amongst people at the same time with DVR's time shifting and everything else. So it's becoming more and more valuable, but also the launch and the utilization of the platform and the interest in the platform has gotten to be so much more um, integrated on so many levels that they're rolling out teasers, they're doing a lot of PR around it, they're doing a lot of follow-up, and hopefully it's got a long tail at the end based on social media and people grabbing it, gravitating, and sharing it with their friends. Sure, social media, Netflix, and Twitch have taken eyeballs away from a lot of traditional media. And that has driven the prices down on 30-second spots, uh, you know, especially on an average night of the year. But the Super Bowl is still special. It still has more viewers than ever, and that keeps its value high. It turns it into an event for marketers, and that's why a company like PepsiCo returns every year with a new commercial for Mountain Dew and Doritos. So then why the hell don't video game companies take advantage of this? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First, it's just the wrong time of year. The Super Bowl always happens in early February, and there's just not enough big games to really justify that kind of spend. Instead, you see massive publishers like Activision promote a game like Call of Duty with a trailer during the NBA playoffs in May. Uh, they've done that every single year for the last several years. And sure, Sony has God of War coming out soon, and Rockstar could start the build-up to Red Dead Redemption 2's October release, but those companies have other reasons to not do that. For example, reaching the broadest possible audience 
isn't necessarily the most important thing when it comes to games marketing. Gaming appeals to a smaller audience than something like a Hollywood movie or Doritos. That audience uh, also tends to spend more money on their hobby than other people do on their hobbies. To maximize the revenues from that dynamic, publishers need to be very intelligent about how they market their games. Uh, That requires a lot of thinking about who is watching any particular event and how to spend the money to approach them. And a Super Bowl ad would be a lot of money to shout about Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, but it would be shouting to a lot of people who may never, ever purchase a game. But the good news for those companies is that gaming has a number of strong promotional networks that already exist within its framework. Most notably, there are the influencer platforms, which are huge and especially robust when it comes to big games. This is something we saw with Fortnite recently. Oh, what's up? Let's go, baby! That's what I like to see! Holy holy fuck! That's what I'm talking about. Epic Games was able to jumpstart the success of that Battle Royale shooter with an influencer campaign. Nearly every major streamer on Twitch was playing Fortnite for their faithful audiences through the launch of the game. That was enough to amp up buzz among a group of people who are very likely to seek out Fortnite for themselves. This is something that Epic worked with the influencers directly, but it also worked with Twitch. And that, that dynamic put Fortnite in front of millions of people all at once, and those people are the kinds of people that will show up with their wallets open, or, in, in Fortnite's case, just ready to download a free game. And now, Fortnite has a huge number of players. And I think that the smart marketing of Epic is a big part of that. And avoiding giant, broad audiences in a situation like that, and instead focusing on marketing spending uh, to maximize return on investment, it's crucial. It's something that every publisher is trying to do. So then, what is the opposite of that? Why did mobile games advertise during the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I have my doubts that they'll do so this year. We might know by the time you're listening to this. But in the past, the reason is because mobile gaming can appeal to a wider audience. Mobile games are almost always free, and they run on a platform that everyone almost always has with them. But even then, a Super Bowl mobile game ad isn't designed to get you to open your phone and download the game right away. Instead, an ad like this one for Clash of Clans featuring Liam Neeson is supposed to build up brand recognition. Then... If you see an ad on Facebook for Clash of Clans, you might be more likely to click on it. I don't know you, Big Buffet Boy 85. But if you think you can humiliate me and take my gold, think again. Oh, I am coming for you with lots of barbarians and dragons. I can't wait to destroy your village while you beg for mercy. But you will get no mercy. I will have my revenge. Liam? I have a scum for Liam? And that's going to do it. Uh, I I hope that kind of really breaks it down. Um, The the issues here aren't that gaming isn't big. It's just that gamers are, uh, it's a smaller audience overall, uh, but the money in play here is just as big. uh, And because of that, you have to really just target that marketing at the people willing to spend money. Um, you maybe uh, anyone can, might might go into the, uh, to a theater to see Mission Impossible Six. Your mother might, you might, 
your uh, your cousin might. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, that is a broad appealing thing. Um, but when it comes to sixty dollars for a new video game on a on a console that costs two hundred to four hundred to five hundred dollars, that is a barrier of entry that requires um, that re- you know that the, it requires you to think about the audience very carefully. And I think that's what's been happening with the Super Bowl and game commercials for the last several years. Uh, that's going to do it, though. Uh, that was GameSpeak Decides for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with a regular show next week. Be sure to check that out. Um, and also be sure to let me know if you like this, if you want more of it. Um, I kind of threw this together last minute. That's why it's coming out when it is. Um, but if you did like it, please email us at gamespluspodcast@venturebeat.com. That's the plus sign. You could also hit us on Twitter at, at GBDecides or at GamesBeat. I'm Jeff Grubb. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next time. New Mountain Dew Ice. A clear, refreshing lemon-lime dew.